Hi, Hector. It's the end of season two, and we're going to do a quick review episode. So um, we're just putting something out there just to say, yeah, we did 25 episodes for season two. We had lots of incredible guests, but which were your favourites? Yeah, it's been a brilliant season that I've thoroughly enjoyed. It's my debut season um, as co-host, and um, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been a pleasure speaking to a real mixture of founders who've you know, all sort of different stages, some early stage companies just getting going, um, hearing about the sort of zero to one of, of company building and some investors, which have been interesting, you know, with their sort of outlook from a high level on the market. And then some later stage founders and operators who are working at companies that have raised, you know, hundreds, hundreds of millions. So it's been a broad group of founders who we've got the chance to speak to, which has been brilliant. The ones that really have stuck in my mind are um, I thoroughly enjoyed speaking to Alice Bentink, who co-founded EF, Entrepreneur First, probably the best known founder matching company building accelerator in the world, maybe. They, they've done an incredible job finding the very best talent globally, matching them to start some truly amazing companies that have now raised a total of many billions of dollars. And she, better than most other people in the world, knows what makes a good founder because she has simply seen so many and also knows so much about what good co-founder chemistry is and has seen so many mistakes and so many successes due to the size of their portfolio. So she, as someone who has a huge portfolio, is someone who you can really trust in sort of her ability to pattern match. The insights that she gave were really fascinating so so that one was awesome and then also simon franks who founded love film his passion was amazing i absolutely loved it i really like simon anyway from outside of the podcast there are many strings to his bow um, and hearing about his company building the various successes that he's had and exits that he's had they were great hearing hearing about uh, and then his philanthropy and you know what he's doing with his time now I just don't think we had anyone on season two who spoke as passionately about what they're doing as, as he did. Yeah, then Harry Franks was the other one from Zigo. He was our first, I think, unicorn founder that we had on Riding Unicorns. And it was brilliant. We dug deep and we we talked to him about some interesting questions. The one that sticks in my mind was the one around how he stepped down as CEO to CCO, I think, Chief Commercial Officer, he spoke really openly about, you know, how people thought that he was going to find that to be a hit to his pride or whatever. But he just spoke in a really good way about how he made that decision and, and also about general company building and, and how one's role does change as a company scales. So, so those are the three that really stick out in my mind. Yeah, I love all three of those episodes. They were really great. As you say, Alice, amazing context. Simon, full of energy and just so interesting the way he thinks about the way you should be solving problems for consumers. And Harry was just really, really fascinating and was a good signal for what we've got coming in season three. I also loved the bit about how he recognized the problem at his existing job at Deliveroo. And that's really where Zigo came from. And that was sort of a theme that we've started to pick up for a lot of founders. So that was really cool. Yeah, you reminded me with with Simon, it was he, he has an interesting way of thinking about problems and an interesting view of the world. And I just enjoyed hearing that, to be honest. 
plus I got a free car rental out of it, which I'm always going to be happy about. <laughs> All the perks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was great. Awesome. Well, I really loved episode with Jeremy King, the founder of Attest. Just the way he talked about innovation and being data-driven and actually speaking to potential customers and NPS scoring and really kind of not assuming you know everything, but actually going out and finding the truth. Yeah, like the little story about Bloom and Wild banning red roses on Valentine's Day. I mean, that was really cool. So yeah, I definitely loved that one. I also really enjoyed Irina Scarlett from Bitpanda, ex-Revolute, full of energy, just like absolutely insane work ethic. It just shone through. And yeah, it was just kind of fascinating hearing her talk about her experience at Uber and then Revolut and now at Bitpanda and the speed of those organizations. It's amazing that she's sort of got the longevity to keep that up, which is incredible. And then my last one that I sort of really loved was Lawrence Krieger. It was early in the season, episode four, but he just came across as such a great bloke and is clearly a really astute manager. And I think management is quite a nuanced thing, really. It's not like it's sort of learnt, but also it's so much about you as a character. And I find management absolutely fascinating because I've played lots of team sports, but it's so different in the business world when you've got people's careers and finances and what's going on at home and everything. It's just so difficult managing people. And he just seemed like he was really good at it. (laughs) Do you think being a manager in uh, sport is more different or more similar to being a manager in business? I think with like a sports organization, it's very clear what the goal is. It's clear where the goal is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, hopefully. But also I think, so I think you all know what you're trying to do. So you don't have to communicate that as clearly or as regularly as maybe founders have to do. One founder that we've interviewed said, you just have to repeat the mission every day and you'll be so bored of it, but you have to do it because that new employee that started this week, they need it drummed into them. And the second thing in sports is there's no kind of, unless you're professional, there isn't the kind of financial aspect. If you're just playing football at school, whatever, rugby or whatever, you're just there because you love it. And I think management in business, not everyone's going to be as passionate as you, you know, and I think some of our guests would be quite happily say we've dropped people because they just don't move at the same speed with the same passion. And that's something that happens in probably every company is that there are people that are trying to move a thousand miles an hour, often founders and early employees, and then maybe becomes some lethargy later on, which you have to kind of deconstruct and try and manage your way through that. Yeah. Maybe we should try and engineer some matchmaking between sports managers and business managers, because I'm sure managers of sports teams could dish helpful advice to people who run businesses and the other way around too. 100%. While we're talking about it, there's a great documentary about Sir Alex Ferguson on Amazon Prime, which I watched the other day. You can watch it and not care a stuff about football. It's all about management, mindset, competition, drive, ambition, and the way that he kind of got these players to sort of see him as this sort of father figure that would throw a teacup at them if they lost, but then also the next day have an arm around them and stuff like that. It is really fascinating if anyone's interested. 
I think there's there's something quite interesting around the fact that the difference in football particularly probably is you're taking on people from a really young age so you have that opportunity to nurture talent like you do in business but the age thing is less pronounced in business but I, I don't know what there is in that but I'm sure there is something certainly it makes it more apt to come across as a father figure than it would when you take on 40 year olds yeah well and look that's just one episode that raises that whole debate and discussions really fascinating in all of our episodes I feel like you could dive in and pick out a topic and go quite deep on which is really cool so just some data on the most listened to episodes. George Robson at Sequoia Capital is our most listened to episode for season two so far. It obviously came out about halfway through the season. So some of the more recent ones might do well, but George was the most listened to. Interestingly, Irina was second most listened to. And then Simon Thranks was third listened to. So George and Irina, both ex-Revolute, we've noticed that is really appealing to people. You know, Revolute is an absolute rocket ship and people want to understand what it took to build that and you know, hear from people that have been a part of that journey. So that's just some stats on which ones really resonated well with our audience. Awesome. So moving on to season three, season two ended last week. And season three starts next week. So we've given ourselves a pretty tight turnaround on launching the third season of Riding Unicorns. And people listening to this are in a very exclusive position because we are going to now announce our confirmed lineup for season three. There are a few slots at the end of the season that we're still working on filling, but we have got a really, really exciting lineup because we have listened to our audience and we have worked out that people are really fascinated about the operational side of building large tech companies. And therefore, season three is full of founders, and many of them are founders of unicorns, which is awesome. So that leads us on to announcing who they are. So I'm just going to rattle through the first half of the season. So next week, 1st of December, we are really excited to be launching with Alex Chesterman, who is part of the team that sold Love Film to Amazon. He then founded Zoopla. And now he is the founder of, I think, the UK's fastest unicorn, Kazoo. And Alex is very well decorated entrepreneur in the UK and done some amazing things. So we're really, really excited to be having him on the podcast. And he hasn't done many podcasts, so it's a big coup. Yeah, we've done well getting him on. And part of building the podcast is, you know, you have to do a lot of work getting founders on. And then there's that social proof of, well, if they've been on it, then I should be on it. And that's really allowed us to start getting these super high caliber unicorn founders. So very exciting times. Absolutely. So then after that, we release an episode every week, every Wednesday. And episode two is with Andy Shovel from This, the meat alternative plant-based company. We then have Aaron from Bloom and Wild, which we've already spoken about. They were referenced in, in Jeremy's episode in season two. We have Stephen from Bought by Many, which is a pet healthcare unicorn. We have Felix Oswald from Go Student, which is an ed tech unicorn. A five billion euro or dollar company, Go Student, that many people won't have heard of. It's a monster. Yeah, it's absolutely massive and expanding in the UK as well, hiring a lot. We then have Ali Parser from Babylon, which is another health tech unicorn. We have Nigel Verdon, 
Nigel is the founder of Currency Cloud, which was acquired by Visa. And he's now the founder of Rails Bank, which is an extremely fast growing B2B fintech. And then we have Giles Andrew, who's the co-founder of Zopa, which is a P2P lending unicorn as well, which is really exciting. So we've then got Sasha, who co-founded Glovo, the delivery app, a multi-billion dollar company. Philip from, from Zilch. We have Michelle from Peanut. She's fantastic. Had a brilliant call with her. Jonathan from Aircall. He co-founded Aircall, another huge, huge business. Victor, he's the founder of Free Trade, which many of you will have heard of, and they're advertising hard on the underground at the moment. If you live in London, you'll have seen them. Gordon founder of Oxford Nanopore, deep tech startup, super interesting. And Guy, who's the founder of SNCC, which is another poster child of the UK tech ecosystem there in cybersecurity. Amazing success story. Incredible group of founders who we're going to be speaking to, many of which we've already spoken to and have recorded. Yeah, it's been extraordinary being able to speak to all of these people. And there have been some amazing patterns that you and I, James, have drawn from these conversations that you know, when you have these conversations with incredible high caliber founders back to back, you're able to pattern match and see, okay, what are the traits that are common between the most impressive founders in the world? That's a position that we're delighted to offer to all of our listeners, because if you listen to these episodes, you know, once a week, or if you're late to the party, then you can binge on them and, and you'll, you'll see the same thing. You'll notice things that they say, things that lots of them say. And you'll be able to pick up some really valuable lessons if you're a founder and an aspiring unicorn founder. So I, I very much recommend listening to all of them and you'll, you'll get some amazing insight. Absolutely. I think we're both super excited about launching with Alex next week. Is there another one that stands out to you? So I, I have to say it's actually one of the very few companies we spoke to, which isn't a unicorn yet, but Michelle from Peanut. Is just absolutely fantastic. And we got really into the weeds of, you know, building a company from zero to one. She's raised over $20 million from some of the best investors in the world. So it's very fast growth story. And uh, she talks a lot about building a community and how you build an engaged community, which isn't sort of tapping into the slightly darker side of human psychology, where companies use addictive mechanisms to keep people on board, but rather use the offer of real value and connection, human connection to keep people coming back. So uh, yeah, really, really interesting thoughts and conversation with Michelle. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all from us this week, but do look out for season three launching next week on Wednesday, the 1st of December. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe to our Substack, which is ridingunicorns.substack.com and follow us on your favorite podcast platform to be notified of all new releases. And we'll see you then.